185 miles south a hardcore punk rock podcast <laughs> Fuck you. You didn't save enough time, so now you lost a chance, man. Okay. Uh, this is Zach. Thank you for all the support the show has gotten. If you would like to support the show, you can like, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your uh, podcasts. And also, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash 185 miles south. Uh, that would be awesome. So today we have Daniel Sant back because uh, right when his episode came out, his phone started getting blown up by our old friend Dom and uh, just telling him everything that was wrong with what he said, supposedly, <laughs> which I can relate because that's every every episode when it goes up, I start getting the texts. But I enjoy it because I'm doing it like this is like a history thing for me. I'm trying to document a bunch of people that, that I care about. Um, kind of getting their stories so if you can correct me that's great um but i don't know how daniel felt about it go on no i just thought it was the exact uh you know sometimes your memories are a little bit hazy and sometimes you uh have the you know the urban legend aspect takes over a little bit and then you get your text every three seconds blowing up with the minute minutiae of the difference of the situation from Dom. But that is what it's like to be great friends with Dom. Well, it, it, it didn't say white warrior. It said white warlock. No, no. It, it no, definitely it said, said white it said warrior. White, it definitely said white warrior. <laughs> okay. Make so, no mistake. So what were the major beefs? Well, give me a nitpick. Oh, no. It's just, like you said, it was just small things. Well, um, one that Don would very much like to be known is that Ben at the Empire Club wasn't uh, wasn't involved, and I'll let Don tell the story, but he wasn't involved in the fight at the Empire Club that was the precursor to the fight at the Che. Because uh, go take it away, Don. Take it away from. Tell- I mean, it, it goes back even further than yes. that. Yeah, that fight at the Empire Club. Um, it had been brewing for a while. I did um, say that. No, you did. And it was true. Um, there was a a group of Nazi skinheads that would come around and hang out with traditional skins. And obviously we had a problem with that as hardcore kids. Um, but they didn't because it was just they didn't want any politics to be involved in whatever. So anyway, that's all beside the point. Um, one of the guys who's uh, from Spring Valley and his name is Corey, he had a little brother. And um, at one point he was graffitiing swastikas on the walls at Soma. And uh, the Crazy Angler Brothers caught him doing it and didn't hurt him or beat him up, but just grabbed him and was like, yeah, don't do that shit. And he went back and told his brother and whatever. And then, so it kind of started there, planted the seeds. Um, That's why they all started showing up at hardcore shows on the regular. Right. You do switch the chairs. <laughs> So, were they England, the England brothers were the Force Down, Force Force Life, right? Or the singer? He um, sang for well, Force Life. Tommy was the second singer. Pete Brown was the first. Yeah, you got it. You're right. Um, and his older brother is Mike. Um, yeah, they were North County hardcore kids. Um, obviously, anti-racist. Yeah, skinheads too. So they took double offense. Um, 
But anyway, you fast forward that. Like for anyone who doesn't know who Tommy is by name, you would totally know that he was the tall, really athletic dude with the sick of it all dragon tattooed on the back of his neck that yes. would mosh the shit out of everybody. She was like the first guy to ninja mosh in yeah. San Diego. Yeah, pretty much. But without brother. But still doing it in a, in an old school manner and not like a like a like a dickhead manner. Like a clap dancing, kickboxing manner, you know? Yeah. Just a very he was like our version of rat bones, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so you fast forward that. Um, there was a, a hardcore kid, a straightish kid at the time named Everett, and he was from the same area in like Spring Valley, Lemon Grove or whatever. And he knew or went to school with the Nazi guy, Corey. And so they had, you know, beef or whatever. And then... Um, and I don't know exactly what happened with that, but a bunch of them showed up to the Empire Club because they were intent to beat him up. And it was Bill Talasho. And I can't remember who else played. Um, Palpatine. Palpatine. And then the the sure glorious right. Palpatine. Yes, Palpatine. <laughs> and then so I, I remember specifically... Um, and probably the setup. Yeah, probably. <laughs> to be, to probably. be honest, that was like... Yeah, I mean, it might have even been... Every um, other week... <laughs> The positive youth kids too, or yeah. maybe they're frontline by that point. I don't think so though. Yeah. Um, this is '98. Yeah, there was still positive youth. '99. When did your face start? We're in your face. We're a fucking straight edge band. Uh, not till like 2001 or something, 2002, something like that. Yeah, later, 2003 maybe. Um, Way up. So tensions are running high. Well, that was after the Walter Goodbye Show slash Welcome Home Show two weeks yeah. later. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway that's for another. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that story. Let's 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 hash out this Nazi shit. Well, first and, off, how how buff was Don in '98? I think way similar to what he is now. No, no, no '98. No, he was He wasn't. I didn't. He wasn't personal training buff. then. It's 2000, 2000, 2001, Started lifting weights heavy with Aaron Cooley. Big dumb animal. <laughs> Get that in now. He doesn't want. That's what he doesn't want us to talk about. Oh, I'm going to. So you're ripped for like a couple years. He still. It's his fucking. No, he's saying IG. you were ripped for a couple years. No, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was trying to be. I was trying to be like Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a buff daddy like Aaron. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry, back to the Nazis. So the fucking Nazis, dude, and, and with help from the traditional skinheads. The fence walkers, right? They, you can't even say these are traditional. Yeah, skinheads. some of them were, but yeah, also fence walking fuckers. Many of them didn't even listen to reggae, right? Know? Like, so traditional is a is a they're more like hardcore skinheads, right? You know? like a bunch of them were just skinheads. scummy dudes anyway. Yeah. So tensions are running high, and I remember specifically, Bert, kind of, we went face to face with, for lack of a better term, the leader of their. Crew that the, night, the leader of the Pete. fence, the leader of the fence walker, right, crew. right, because <laughs> he, he wasn't one of the Nazis, the lead, right, the lead fence walker. Yes, he yeah. was like the main <laughs> fence walker. His name is Pete. Um, it's so funny being the leader of the fence walkers. Yeah, I lead everyone and cannot make a decision of yeah. what side I'm on. Right. I mean, I'm cool with hanging out with Nazis, but I'm not racist. <laughs> right. Because it's not about politics. my girlfriend's half Mexican. Uh, you'll. You, Standard, Every single one of them, but standard line. Yeah, my girlfriend's Mexican. <laughs> and so, anyway, I remember standing in the hallway 
with uh, Aaron or not? Yeah, Aaron and Bert. And Bert is talking to Pete, and you know, Pete's like they're looking for the, that kid Everett. And <laughs> Bert goes, "Look, dude, is that this isn't Soma? This isn't a punk show? There's you know, with just fifteen year old punk kids, I said, there are grown ass men who are gonna beat your ass <laughs> if you fucking try anything." And and Aaron was like seething behind him, ready to go, like immediately. Nothing happened right then and there, but it got to the point where they were being dicks and then they got ushered out of the show. And then so everything congregated in front of the Empire Club. And this is on 30th Street, which is a busy ass fucking street in North Park. Aaron finally faces up to this Pete guy, nose to nose, and he's ready to fucking fight him. And then he gets sucker punched by this other fucking Nazi out of nowhere. And that dude ran in the street like away. Go, come on, motherfuckers. Yeah. Ben was sitting on a truck in a truck bed, like on the edge when it happened, got knocked over like a fucking turtle on his back. <laughs> Legs kicking up in the air, apparently. and uh... <laughs> But yeah, but anyway, so that dude ran into the street. I got to him first. He tried to kick me and I caught his kick because I guess he does Muay Thai or whatever, or did Muay Thai. And I punched him and he punched me. And a side note to that, um, I was holding a really rare Jar Jar Binks action figure that was just <laughs> fucking given to me that night by Valetia. So, oh, me so, so Daniel's sad. extra bummed because it was Jar Jar. <laughs> but anyway, got him down in the middle of the fucking street. And next thing I know, there's five or six people just raining fucking punches on the guy. And one of them is Dave Kennedy. Yeah, but then David Barron. Right, and yeah. then Dave Barron comes running up to try to break it up. and This is a Mexican skinhead who was kind of cool. He was a good dude. Um, he was a good dude. I mean, at the time, we didn't know him as well. Right. But yeah. he was kind of cool. He was a good scene. dude. But he was hanging out with fucking white power people. Yeah. That's never No, good. that's not cool. <laughs> and then so he came running up to try to break it up, and without any like hesitation, Dave just started punching him in the fucking face. <laughs> and he started returning fire, so... Hats off to him. But then he got broken up. Um, didn't see him for a long time. Um, and then the <laughs> the fight at the Che happened. Well, let, let's caveat off that. Okay. Um, how was the Farside interview? <laughs> oh, that's right. Daniel was interviewing Kevin. It, yeah, it was more... It wasn't just about Farside. It was more about... Like, he was in Adult Crash. They were just starring with Tim. So it was kind of more about... And he was... At the time, he was, like, really about bringing back, like, a, a feeling of, like... Because he, he's an old, like, hardcore head, you know? I think he was in... Uh, was, it, was he in Chicano Christ or one of those, like... I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, he was in Chicano Christ, like, back in the... Like, not that that, you know, that's just a, a, a joke band, but he was in lots of old bands, too. And, you know, I was kind of just talking about that stuff. But it... You know, we're just sat in the in the hallway to get a nice, quiet area so I can use my little tape recorder to record the interview um, for Smell the Glove, issue one coming soon. Never, never. Came out. <laughs> Still coming. Still to be determined. <laughs> it's still coming. Um, but then I look up and I, I literally see Don and Aaron, like, like fly by me mm. and... And then I see Don's, uh, like, <laughs> John Woo catch the uh, kick and 
ha, you tried to beat me. <laughs> you know, uh, Misa, no defense. Yeah, and then uh, R.I.P. Jar Jar. Yeah, he I'm, got smashed into a Nazi's head. I mean, all I know is he got punched in the fucking face with a fucking Star Wars action figure. So, <laughs> But, yeah, so at the end of that night, you know, like, that. this is on 30th and El Cajon Boulevard. This is a very busy corner. Luckily, there wasn't really that much traffic at that time of night, but I expected the place to be swarming with police. North Park like, was way different back then. Yeah. This was 20 plus years ago. Yeah, North Park was pretty... There's no beach cruisers and fucking five million breweries and shit. Or scooters. No, and, uh, but yeah, I, right I still expected... Or, no birds no. or lions? No. No. <laughs> I still expected, you know, it be it to be difficult to do shows in that, you know, maybe that there would be some, like, heat to do shows there, but... No cops came or anything. And nope. No, it had a long, longer life as Xanth. Yeah. <laughs> Empire Club was probably there for two years. Year as now. Empire Club, something like that. Yeah. But it was a, then it was Xanth, and then that was a couple years after that. So yeah. Probably four or five years. Huh. Run by the same people. Yeah, they just changed the name. That was a great setup. I think I yeah. went there, though, a handful of times. That was probably my favorite San Diego club. Well, when they did the San Diego showcase before they broke it wide open... That was a sick setup. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it used to be World called Beat World Beat Center. Like, oh. uh, back in the day, and they used to do a goth club uh, inside it called Soil. Mm-hmm. Like, they danced in like, the little, like, sunken area. And Rob Moran ran one All called Warsaw. Really. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. That's a cool spot, too, for, like, a goth dance night. Like, yeah. it's all kind of industrial over there and harbory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was, like, the first... So my very first girlfriend when I moved to America was a goth goth girl. Who was that? Her name was Ashley. Um, yeah, you met her. She, I know, I know. She it's kind a of long time ago. Punk as well after, but um, I got dragged along to soil for like the first time. I was like, oh, this is sick. And you know, <laughs> it's crazy that I was probably in the same room as Rob and and stuff way back then before I even knew anyone. You yeah. know. But yeah, that's a side note. So we move on to the Shea for the, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, for lack of a better term. Um, was I, it going to be. I still think it would be. It'd be so neat to go to shows and, like, not. You know, like, you go to a show and it's like you feel you know everyone, but you really only know, like, maybe 40 or 50 people and there's, like, 100 people there. That's a lot. So of there's, always, there's always, like, random people, you know? Yeah. And I would just, like, love to be one of, like, the flies on the wall. You know, like, you have no... You have no stake in this. What if it's someone's like, first show? I was going to yes. say, imagine if that like, was someone's first You're just show. there. And, like, I don't know. You're just, like, a normal-looking person that's not going to, like, stand out. You kind of, like, hug the wall, not get hit. Like, this is, like, literally the or best run the fuck out. Because... Well, no, because I think it would be, like, the best entertainment you could ever see. Probably be the it scariest was, it was, because it, it was it, chaos. Dude. It got it got way more real. It was fucking uh, gnarly than than it ever gets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you see a a, a bit of a brawl at, at Soma or something. If you've been to one of those places, security's on it in a second. At the Chey, there's no security. Nope. Yeah, and, and and the it's the smaller guy gets underrated, right? Because White Warrior was fucking terrifying. Right, but that other guy wasn't that small. He that was, other guy was huge. Yeah. I, 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 that's why I say he was a bowling ball. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He, I, I picture him being like built a big like circumference, a, like a Kevin Sullivan, like really like barrel chested. He was he was fat too. He was yeah. He was he, was, he was way overweight. 
Yeah, he was overweight guy. I remember him being like White Warrior was like Kevin Sullivan. Like, well, White Warrior was like, like 50s, the warlord, like 50s for real. Yeah, yeah, the warlord. But it was like yeah. 50s buff. He yeah. wasn't like you know defined. He just right. White Warrior. He was he fucking pretty sucked. Young. Yeah, he was giant. He <laughs> had a giant fucking beer belly too. Yeah, dude. I don't know. He totally did. In my, Were you in, in, in my, in my, anyway, slash. Because I remember like the other guy being not like. Not like a fatty. Uh, like, just like, he, he was a fat guy, but like... He was a fucking fat like, dude. And his name was Bubba. That's yeah, awesome. that tells you His name fat. was Bubba. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck him. And anyway. he was wearing dickies. Like, he's one of those, like... Oh, can't, wear, can't, can't wear working man clothes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh, Dana? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if you're sussed as a skinhead, you know, like, dickies and, and like, you know... I don't know. It's, it, Dickies is pretty cholo, dude. Like, yeah, that's, that's, what, I'm, they, that, that's what I'm referencing. The it's lines like, definitely blend. The lines multi, blend. It's a multi-genre right. style of pan. Yeah. yeah. It just isn't like, you know, it's the difference between a, a Pecklewood skinhead and a traditional skinhead is what I'm trying to reference. Is that there was right, no, they were, there was they no wearing pride. acid wash Levi's or anything. There was no, no pride. Attention made, right. No attention made to his dress. Right. Yes. No, because they didn't, yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So Don, take it from from we arrive at the Che Cafe, and you're probably yelling at me about something. No, take anyway, it from that. Anyway, so we get to the Che. It's going to be swindle in control, as the flyer says, mm-hmm. built to last in control and collision. Um, no, in control, open, then collision, then built to last, then right. swindle where headlining. Right. 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 Collision would have been around. That was like yes. in control's like third show. Yeah, yeah. It was collision 2000. would have been around for a couple years and already had a seven inch out. Right, yeah. right, right. I wasn't specifically saying the actual lineup. I was well, just saying the bands. Yeah, that I, I don't want to have to text you after this so uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 just do it right now. <laughs> so anyway, but I mean, was I wrong with the bands that played? No. So shut the fuck up. So anyway, <laughs> I was doing merch for Build to Last. Um, we're setting up inside for whatever reason. I don't know why we didn't have the merch outside like we normally do. Maybe it was going to rain. I'm not 100% sure. I think for a, for a long time, it, merch was inside. I feel like it was inside for a long time, too. Yeah. But it, it, could have, it could have been a possible rainer. Yeah, it just, it just depends. It the it depends. The January. The giant shows, yeah. it was outside. Right, right, right. And so I'm setting and, up yeah, the merch table for California in the back yeah. towards the exit door. And it's fucking packed. 200 people, whatever the capacity is, more, because they never enforced it back then. Oh, yeah. There had to be 300 people there that night. Easily. Yeah, built to last? The Swindles. So, same. They drew like crazy, and right. there's two different genres right. coming together. So you guys played. Everything was fine. Collision the played. just let everyone like come in. Like regard- it was no-, no one ever got turned away. Right. You know? Anyway. Right. Sorry, Doc. So... You guys played, in control played, no issues. Collision played, or or they're playing, and then I'm still setting up, you know, doing the merch or whatever, and I look over my shoulder and this group of skinheads come in. And I mean it's the same fucking dudes. As they're walking down the stairs, this is when we talk. Right, right, right. We see them coming down the stairs, and I was like, Okay, I was like, Daniel, it's fucking gonna happen, you know, so just be ready. They all come in. There's probably 15 of them total. Um, nothing's going on at first. Collision's playing. No big deal. Built to last. Gets ready to go on. 
I think we all talk yeah, like we, with built to last. They already with they already they saw them. We already, no, 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 no. But I, I, right. I think that's how they were so quick at putting the instruments down. Is that right. we'd actually had a discussion. Well, but uh, I mean, I, I just talked to Bert about Bert, this the Bert other had day, come and, around, yeah. and he he was like, as soon as we saw them amongst the band, we were like, okay, you know, if anything happens, we're just going. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting next to my friend Valadia. And I tell her specifically, I was like, look, there's going to be a fight. I said, I'm going to flip this table over and you're going to hide. And she was like, okay. And her boyfriend was next to her. Um, but anyway, Built to Last starts playing. That was, the f- For those that don't know, that was a really sly, undercut dig <laughs> at someone. Uh, that Don just snuck in there. With the, oh, and her boyfriend was right by her. That... For those that know, enjoy that because that was a, a submarine missile. I, anyway, I will continue. <laughs> Built to last starts playing. <laughs> fucking. The Why t- didn't you give them a chance? Why not just right when they show up, just fucking run them out? Because it's the Che, and we don't fight we at the Che fight if you don't che. have yeah. to. Like yeah. you, do, you just don't. If it was Empire Club, perhaps that yeah. would have been like you, it would have been you don't come in because yeah. it would have been our. One of our dudes working the door, but these were Che volunteers that let you know let them just think it's. Can we make the stand? Well, and they're kids? not. Yeah, they're not. No, no, but we don't see them till they're down. They're already. Oh, yeah, they're already. At We're the inside. Door, you know, the getting their, you know, paying to get in. Their hands they're down. already yeah, yeah. coming through, and so some of the smaller ones come in first. They're being dicks, whatever, you know, trying to bully mosh, and that's fine. Um, you know, they're getting pushed back, and kids are dancing, having fun. The two main dudes come through the crowd with their shirts off. <laughs> and the big motherfucker... No, he took his shirt off in the pit. Yeah, that's he the, took his shirt yeah. off. Coming okay. through, took his shirt off. Yeah. He had... Because that's what made us... It was an audible gas. It was an unveiling. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, real. It was, it was, Samuel told pretty good. It was like unveiling. Like he was fucking... Yeah, like here we are. Yeah. Just yeah. like... Yeah. In what are you going to do like, about it? It was like the Hulk Hogan uh, yeah, yeah, he was shirt. Yeah, tearing his shirt off, right. But also like in American History X, which came out after this, it was very... That scene where he goes, do you see what this means? Yeah, not like welcome. it. It like gave me straight up like flashbacks. Yeah, like, I would say that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. It's like he yeah. pulled it off with... with with every intention of you seeing that, just tucking right. it in his belt, like yeah. told prison, yeah. prison style, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, he, he was ready to go, and the other fat dude did the same thing. That well, fucking yeah, wife beater, yeah, right. But that that's, stained like baggy wife beater. The main guy had a fucking swastika necklace tattooed, <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, "All right, it's it's going on." Had a big and he had, eagle, right? Right, yeah. and then he had fucking white warrior as a belly rocker. So we're like, all right. They start fucking clearing the floor because they're way bigger than everybody else. The smaller guy, Bubba, got into it with my friend Jeff Cannon. He headbutted Jeff and Jeff immediately punched him. And it just kicked the fuck off. Everybody from everywhere yeah. swarmed in on him. But as that happened, my eyes, because I didn't, I didn't see the beef happening in the pit, which I probably should have been watching, but I was watching... Built to last, and no, I was watching them. As as this happened, I saw a band put down their instruments at the most world record pace of all time and be stood on the edge of the uh, the edge of the stage, 
as this initial beef like yeah. kind of stopped for a second. Yeah. And that's that's the point where Dave was like, well, we're going to fight anyway, so we may as well get this first one in. Well, yeah, because there was like a three or four second like just tension. Right. Well, yeah. the fucking, the Bubba dude got swarmed by, I don't know how many people, but he went down fucking immediately. Freddy went after him. That white warrior guy went to the stage Cocked back to throw like the biggest fucking haymaker of all time at Bert, and Bert's eyes popped out like a fucking cartoon. I swear to God. <laughs> and the dude swung at him, and he fucking ducked. And I don't blame him because it would have fucking broke him in half. And then he met Dave's fist like immediately when he fucking and recoiled it off. right, and then and shrugged, shrugged it off. the fuck off. And then Aaron came over the side, and then all hell broke loose. Like it was fucking crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, you were there. Luckily, all of you guys were there because (laughs) it was. I just remember when it was all said and done, and they were like beat, and they they went out the side door door of the stage. stage. Yeah, Yeah, they went out the stage door. Dave just cocked back and fucking socked him one more time in the back of the head. Like, here's one for the road, pussy. (laughs) Because like, and I swear to God, in my head, it's like Dave was on the other side of the stage. And he just had like it's that Inspector oh, yeah. Gadget arm. Yeah. It's like fourteen it's feet like long. Mister Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. just fucking. <laughs> yeah, Dave's like doing that giant Colossus punch yeah. over the top of Bert macing Ben and my shoe flying out the door as I'm just trying to kind of usher them out the door. But before that even happened, when he missed, or... when he missed. Bert and Dave punched him and he shrugged it off. Yeah. That's when Aaron grabbed him in a headlock and rammed his head into the fucking wall and that hole stayed there for 15 years. <laughs> they yeah. just recently covered that shit up. I know. I wanted it to have a little, plaque, a little plaque next to it. Yeah, right? or they could have framed the hole. So I remember specifically he got rammed into the wall and was dazed and was kind of, you know, feeling his way around and everybody was swarming on him and we were like, getting on him just, and everyone's just yelling fuck you you fucking Nazi and just I mean there was friendly fire like, yeah. hitting whoever just trying yeah. to fucking well, the, hit this fucking dude as that's happening I, I thought about this a lot more as that's happening and like like I said remember when it like stopped after Aaron and Aaron like falls off him after yeah. ramming the thing he stands back up and a few people have like stepped back to like get their you know so he's not being swarmed yet and I'm literally right next to him, like, fuck. And I, yeah, that's when, when you I came homered, by, you came by me. <laughs> yeah, right, right into the, uh, right into the, like, bushes. I was like, oh, I'm not getting fucking killed here. Yeah. And then, um, when he was really, really getting, like, swarmed and stomped on, that's when, um, I can't, it's, it's one of the, the younger like, Chula kids that was around, like I think it might have been either Birch or Gremlin or someone. No, because Gremlin was uh, totally involved, but someone had been like knocked over, and I was helping them up at one point. Uh, and then, as he was being dragged to the stage door, is when I came like back in, like uh, when he came around after everybody was hitting him, everybody kind of stopped for a second just to see like what would happen, and he fucking popped up and he sat there and then he fucking did this like you know to collect himself and Tara yeah from Durga was on stage and she started yelling at him telling him to get the fuck out 
and he mushed her. Yeah. Flying. Mushed her in the fucking face. And he, he stood on stage and did like a fucking what's up? Yeah. And that's when Freddie jumped off the fucking amplifiers yeah. and fucking choked him out. Yeah. And as he was choking him the fuck out, Dave was punching his face. They're punching him through that backside door. Yeah. It was fucking insane. Just teeing off like he's hitting like the, the gyro meat. Punching the shit out of him. But, like, but Rocky it, 3 it, style. It, Don's right. And this is the thing that like only after talking to Don about it, like, you know, the thing that I remember is the consistent everyone, fuck you, get out of here. Like, you motherfuckers. Like, the just the rage of, of the last year of them root. Not ruining our shows because Trying we to. would never let them. Yeah. But for them creating this tension and this irritant at all the hardcore shows where we should have really, we should have just done this a long time ago to, you know, but it's San Diego. We, we A, don't want to fight at venues, which there a lot of there weren't There weren't that many. Could, so. Yeah, could learn from. Um, and then the other thing was, you know, Initially, we were giving people a chance, and then we realized you don't do that anymore. <laughs> you don't give people a chance, you know. But as a side, or you don't. <laughs> not that you don't <laughs> give people a chance. You don't give Nazis a chance. And on a side note, that fucking Bubba guy who was getting pummeled, Tommy Angler was bracing himself on people and just fucking stomping down on his head. It was the gnarliest fucking thing, and it sounded fucking gross. He did that, I don't know, probably a dozen times. Like, it was super fucking gnarly. Freddie had him in a fucking chokehold at one point, and when he tried to reach to break the chokehold, he'd punch him in the ribs, and then he'd go to block that, and he'd just start choking him again, and Ben was punching him in the fucking face with brass knuckles. But the thing, the thing is, like, with the Tommy thing and things like that, I can totally see, A, because, you know, they've been going to, like, and being associated as these kind of skinheads by general people out there when they are not those kind of skinheads. So the rage of like, I'm not you Nazi, like was palpable, especially, you know? And, um, I was telling Bert this the other day. Um, I said the, the one regret I have from that show is that fucking Corey guy was bringing them around and like doing his dirty work. And he never got his ass beat. Like, as soon as it kicked off, I turn around and look for him, and he fucking ran off. Like, immediately. Like, to the parking lot? He fucked... I don't know the where he ran. He ran Some the of them ran out. up the stairs and yeah, out through gone. the woods. He was fucking gone. As and soon he never as, came around again? Nope. As soon as he what? saw... As soon as he saw those guys get taken down, he... His he, he was fucking gone. <laughs> like, as, as soon as it kicked off, he fucking ran out. But anyway. It's like a... What is it? Bronx Tale. Now you just can't leave. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I wish. I, I wish we would have locked the doors. That's what I was going for. It was that dude that owes the other guy twenty bucks, right? He's chasing him on the street. Yeah, you let him off. Yeah, do you even like that guy? No, I like him. Well, then that's the, that's the best twenty bucks you ever spent. Yeah, yeah, so, pretty much. I mean, the guy never came back. Oh no! Right? No, so, no, whatever. never. No, we never saw those guys again. See, and I don't even remember what this person looks like, but Don. Has him seared into his mind. Uh, I mean, he was like prototypical Peckerwood with like a goatee. Like yeah. he was that guy. I, I, I mean, I have a vague, I have a vague memory. Well, he's probably running a Proud Boys chapter. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, he probably can't even use a computer. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, we're that, talking about Bubba or the other guy. I'm talking about that. No, that Corey. The one guy. that he brought, never, he never the older got, brother of the 
the, the, the fucking of the little kid that was right in swastika. Yeah. Mm. He never, he never ever caught it, and that that sucks. Because you think that guy's too dumb to use a computer. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe who knows? Fuck well, the so <laughs> regardless, these people ran. You know, had their run of Soma because the giant, like, Polynesian bodyguards were, like, down with them. Or bodyguards, security guards. They were, like... They might as well have been bodyguards. Yeah. They were okay with the Nazis causing shit at Soma and letting them beat up on little punk kids. Well, you know, punk kids and stuff like that. They were little kids. They always beat up on little kids. Yeah. That's what they fucking do. But the the caveat to that is (laughs) pretty much anybody with a shaved head was getting fucking punched at that point. That's why you wore your fucking visor, which it's never okay to wear a fucking visor. Hey, I'm always, Just let it be I'm, known. I'm always thinking. <laughs> no, it was smart. It was um, very smart because even Baruch got a little Yeah, Baruch was getting punched by Adi. And, and everyone, to, everyone knew that guy. Yeah. Well, not everybody, but we did. I did specifically. And as soon as I saw him backed into the corner getting fucking mobbed, I got between everybody. Was like, not Baruch. No, I'm serious. Like, I was like, no, like, don't hit him. Fucking saved his life. <laughs> well, he should have. He should have brought a visor. <laughs> well, but I mean, but I will say this: at that point, he realized who his friends were, and he stopped hanging out with those fucking dickheads. Oh, Baruch was with the fence walkers. Yeah, he had been friends with them because mm. you know it was the he was good friends with the the traditional ones, you know, and then they had the fence walker ones, and you know, and like I said, it was all of trying to have a big scene with no politics, which you can't fucking have. But yeah, anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, like Jeff Graves and stuff stopped really hanging with them as well. Yeah, Paul Michael, all those guys. Yeah. They, they all stopped that shit. So how are you guys dealing know. with uh, the fact that Morrissey's just a, a vegan Ted Nugent? <laughs> he's not even vegan. But <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I thought he's just vegetarian. No, he's vegan. Is he vegan now? Yeah. He, he's got them Stella McCartney's on. <laughs> those are good vegan sausages. No, that's Linda McCarthy. McCarthy, whatever. I guess going around with Still McCarthy. As McCarthy. As disciples of the man. Uh, I mean, 30 years is a long time, you know, to be a fan. Well, you already dealt with a little bit with Hulk Hogan right. two years ago. Right. Right. right, right, right. That was terrible. It is, man. That was fucking terrible. It is. Like, Hulk I mean, Hogan saying that N-word? And it's not like Morrissey's gotten to that point, but I've gotten to where... I'm not Do you giving, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, yes. and say the N word? Yes. No. <laughs> it was like the worst, not the worst way too. Right. Like saying he was upset that like his daughter was, was dating one. Right. And oh god. It's like oh okay, so actual real racism. Right. And having a having a child who's multiracial that really hits me very fucking hard. So I take all that shit real fucking serious. So. Um, what are your thoughts? So that didn't, that didn't the Hulkster turning uh, Ian Stewart that didn't uh, soften the Morrissey blow. No, dude, no, it's no man. It's, I mean, it fucking sucks every time. I mean, doesn't well, get any better. I think the Hulkster realized the error of his ways. Right, Morrissey kind of doubles down yeah, on his xenophobia. He's, right, he's doubling down with his four Britain pins and all that other bullshit. But I mean, I'm not going to give him any of my time or my money. But I'm not going to, you know, pour dirt on his grave either. I mean, it's, I was telling someone the other day, it's like, you know, being married and then you get divorced, you don't burn your house down, you know? 
You mean so, that you would keep the records and the songs right. and the things that have meant right, so much right. to you? Right, I mean, it's still memories. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, 30 years of fandom's a long time. See, the thing is, my opinion on this is, and I, I hope that everybody, you know, I hope for a world where the people you like and support are good people. But if you went through with a fine tooth comb for every single record, every single movie you like, every single thing that you like that someone involved with doesn't have something objectionable in their past or some kind of behavior that is reprehensible. You don't even need it, a fine-tuned comb for this. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, out. you literally probably couldn't enjoy anything unless you are at a poetry reading at a lentil farm. Kobe! <laughs> yeah, I mean, all kinds of stuff. There's, but my thing with Morrissey is those songs have... You know, I, I had two periods where I liked the Smiths and early Morrissey and then kind of through our scene um, kind of rivalry where I was like a massive Oasis fan in the San Diego hardcore scene. We had Team Oasis and Team beef. Morrissey. It was and beef. It, it was really funny. We had a bowling match to declare who was better. And when my team full of diehard Oasis fans... But one ringer <laughs> who could only tell you how his garden grows. Um, beat Team Morrissey. Rob had to put on an Oasis shirt at a Palpatine show, come on stage and declare that Oasis is better than Morrissey. Now Rob actually, through being disappointed with Morrissey, hates Morrissey. Not hates him. I mean, hates what he's doing and can't quite get his head around with what... It's is, definitely a bitter breakup. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's the, the, a the define, like, what... One of the things that you would think when you think of Rob Moran is Smiths and Morrissey. Like, it's one of the defining pillars of his, you know... Character. Persona, yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, what makes... Makes him him? Yeah. yeah. So, um... You know, Rob's having a really hard time with it. The way that I am is I am like, well, I listen to Ghostface Killer and love him, but he's F-bombing left, right, and center on songs. Yeah, do you I think, listen to... Do you, you think know, there's ever going to be a reckoning on the hip-hop stuff? For I think it's slowly but surely taking... Thing, because I think some of the newer, younger rappers are held to account, like Tyler, the creator, is held to account for... F bombs and stuff like that, where I think a younger generation is like, yeah, we're not fucking with that. Like, we don't need to use those which words. is which is great, you know. But the thing with the Morrissey thing is that though his lyrics and his songs are so empathetic and are so you, what you get from those songs is that feeling of loneliness and being cast out and all of this stuff, and it's dealt with such humor and such wit. And, and you can identify and they really have been there for you in dark moments you can't get rid of those feelings but you can also think why is somebody who is so empathetic and can really know what it's like for the heart to be like smashed and for the someone to feel as an outcast or alone how can he be okay with endorsing a political party that is very much trying to say who is allowed and who isn't 
And that's a, a really tough thing to deal with. And, and for me, I choose to engage in art for my, you know, for my fill and not necessarily for what the person who's delivering it is getting out of it. Um, because like I say, if I, if I pick and chose exactly what I would fuck with, there would be a, a long list of things that are formerly great that you just can't enjoy because someone was a dickhead. Like, you know, it, Brian Singer is a, is a, uh, a creep, right? Uh, that's the, that's that? the man who did the Bohemian Rhapsody. He's a, uh, like, I think it, am I right? I think so. <laughs> see, I don't this know, is the, don't, don't see so. the podcast. <laughs> but this is the this is the thing, like you know, in this social media outrage world where Words and you're told not necessarily of this podcast. <laughs> well, in this social media outrage world, you're told, you know, a post comes up. This person's a piece of shit. Everyone tacks on, yeah, they're a piece of shit, so they can get that social media pat on the back. Yeah, there's definitely but, a knee jerk tidal wave reaction. But like does it stop the usual suspects from being a good film? No. You know, the usual suspects is a good film. <laughs> you know, so, um, and that's if it's Brian Singer, it may be somebody else, and I may be sounding like a total out-of-touch Alzheimer's granddad. Or, well, yeah. You know, but that's my great-granddad, Don, telling me I'm a granddad. <laughs> but, you know... Um, no, it really That's, sucks. It sucks that the it hurts. Yeah, it sucks that the guy that slammed Honor of the Giant said those things. Yeah, no, and no. it also sucks that the guy said there's a life and he had already been he had already been slammed. So anyway, by Harley Race, only by I Harley Race. Art, well, that still happened. <laughs> You're welcome to four turn buckles <laughs> and a <laughs> and a map podcast. <laughs> Can't redact, please please can't get our Patreon at danxm at gmail.com. <laughs> wow. What are the other uh, big picks we had on Daniel's episode? Where did he get wrong? Well, it's, it's not necessarily oh, wrong. <laughs> it's just, oh, it was this. But It's not. Know, it's not I also think that you should have had Don on as one of these people anyway, just because, A, his memory seems to be quite clear for being someone so old. Um <laughs> But also, like, he can attest to what San Diego is over the years, you know. Okay, so let's talk about it. Doug, when did you first start going to shows? Uh, kind of late. Not till 91. 91 or 92. Who was your favorite band in 91? Uh, for what? Well, it would have been the Smiths. I mean. For hardcore bands. Punk, oh, punk hardcore. Um, like, what brought you into hardcore is what you're saying. Like, who did you come around for and what well, shows did you go to? Uh, Bad Brains probably was my main band at that point. Um, did you follow them all the way through their catalog? Uh, no, not all the I way I mean, through. were they your favorite band in 91? Like, fuck yeah, new Bad Like, hardcore band? Yeah, probably. And Bad Religion. Yeah. Yeah. Were, um, were you there when House of Suffering played with Bad Religion at the Soma? No. No. I didn't go to shows very much yeah. at that point. So when did you start going to hardcore hardcore shows? Well, like I said, it was like ninety one or ninety two. Okay, and who were um, the big drawing bands then? Daniel wants House of Suffering. The of San Diego. I mean, yeah. House of Suffering was like the one I saw the most, probably. Um, I mean, How were they so big off just doing 
like the the melody. Fir- yeah, the first off the inch, back of the, the melody, first seven inch was three songs. The second seven inch was two songs. Yeah, so it's just you don't have that much material out. Amenity. They were also in skate videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they still have five songs. No, right? But I mean, that's like, I, it came off the back of Amenity. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's but like, the thing is, that's a hard thing to wrap your head around. It's completely... not really. Look, look at the Oxnard kids, right? They like half of them got into In Control right as In Control's ending. What do they do? They check out Retaliate next because it's got that dude from In Control in it. You know, yeah, well, we put out ten songs on our first. Oh, uh, for sure. But if you're going to shows and this is a different thing, like you were doing retaliate in a post-internet world, this is kind of like you have a demo and you just listen to it. You know, yeah, clearly there was. I mean, I can think before the internet, like going to shows, you have the four songs out of the set that you know. And the rest, you're kind of like learning from seeing this band over and over again. Yes, that's true. Like yeah. for Built to Last, like that song Push, yeah. I knew that song to sing along to with them from hearing it a lot more before it was ever recorded, yeah. you know, because they were playing it a lot. And I, I would pick up at least the chorus and then the first two lines of the song and, you know, and then you'd chew bubblegum for a bit and <laughs> go back out into the crowd. And then when the chorus kicked in, you'd be like, ah, you know, but that's a good song. Oh yeah. Did they keep that in the sellers till the end? They, uh, they did like a truncated version, didn't they? At the end, yeah. <laughs> they, because kind of, I would call for it every set. <laughs> like a, a really songs, annoying like bit. refused to believe towards the like when they did the last show and stuff those songs made the cut, but it was mostly the second EP or, or the the EP, yeah. the self-titled and yeah. then the um second full length. That's the best one, right? Which the one? EP. Um, I, yeah, I like it a lot. I, I really like the Knowing It's Half the Battle, man. That's a good record. It's a good record. Um, but yeah, those two are are definitely like where they started getting into their groove. Like, So what was the best year for San Diego Hardcore? Ooh, probably my favorite year is probably 1995. Which is why? Um, it's bittersweet because Unbroken was ending that year, but they played quite a bit, and I was actually able to go to most of those shows. So, but I mean, Integrity played in San Diego, um, Earth Crisis played in San Diego, um, Gehenna was functioning, like playing. Um, some of the other bands from Orange would come down, like it. It was active. You, you got know? to go to the showcase and see Stalag. To see what Stalag thirteen? Yeah, in ninety five. Did was that the year we went? No, it was, was that ninety five? It was before I saw Ignite. What yeah. was that? Was it when he was? When was the year he was yelling? Bailey? 90, 95 or ninety six? Yelling yeah. Bailey the yeah, whole fucking a, time. The whole a, fucking time. And he had a little toy. Yeah. Like this is for my daughter. <coughs> that sounds fucking rips, dude. I'm not saying it doesn't, but he was just yelling it out the whole set though, like the Peter, whole fucking time. Our friend Peter Kerr was obsessed with yelling Bailey over and over again after that. It was show. funny because Don made fun of it for years and years, and then you end up being a dad yourself. Yeah, oh, that all you do is post about your kid, right? So you understand, right? So, yeah, so Don, Don, the whole time, Don I'm like Elliot. The whole basically, time. yeah. <laughs> you know, you can just scroll you, right through you, your you timeline, on, right? You on Instagram is basically on. Elliot. You could you could scroll right you're through on, your timeline. You're on stage. I was at, you're I was at a show. On the showcase. I was at a show. I was at a show, not knowing what I was in for. <laughs> Fucking Bailey Fest '95. I had no idea. So that was with Ignite. That show. Yeah, we yeah, went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, if you're my friend on Instagram, you know what you're in for. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to see Stalag, I didn't know that. We did not know what we were in for. We did not see, know. You're going to see Stalag with Alpha 13. Their best song is Bailey, and that's that. <laughs> I I love when fucking the guitarist is yelling lyrics. So whatever, man. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> we're just telling you from our point of view. Okay. So that, that stands out. <laughs> Don used to work at. I'm going to get this back on the back on the tracks. Yeah, yeah, uh, Don used to work at Music Trader, which was a, a huge little network of of uh, used record and CD stores all over San Diego. And my punk band would hang out there all the time. This was in PB, yeah, because they were PB locals. Yeah, bra. Uh, yeah, you went to high school there. Yeah, so. yeah, and so we would hang out there and uh, Don basically would be playing me records that would go on to be like my foundation from here, you know, and literally as records were coming out, Don and I were playing them over and over again while he was working like, you know, Firestorm and uh, well, uh, when they re-released All Out War, right? like, you know, and I was, you know, I was already straight, you know, I I have never really done anything, but I've called myself straight edge since 16. And, you know, to hear these records, it's like, fucking hell, this is, this is defining. You know what I mean? Like, because it's yeah, so the empowering. Yeah, 20 times better than All Out War. I like the, I like All Out War. Yeah, just, they're, they're, they're different. I like his voice and I love voice the, sounds rad. I love the screamy, like, yeah. Like backup, yeah, but Firestorm's like untouchable. Yeah, as an EP, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. But so Don started dragging me around to all of these shows, you know. So we would go to the Mes- Mesopotamia to see Gehenna and Quarantine, and we would go. Uh, and Mesopotamia is gone. Where was yeah, that? it's long gone. It was in Lemon Grove. Okay. It was a, a long hallway with a stage at the end <laughs> of it. It was really weird, like. There was a pocket of about 25 people that could fit in front of the stage. The rest all had to be crammed in this long hallway like you're, <laughs> like you're waiting at the doctor's office to yeah. get up to the stage to sing along. <laughs> you know? But uh, it was run by kind of a... Well, she seemed old at the time. She was probably only like 26. 35 or 40. <laughs> but she but uh, by a, a lady named Tara. I remember her. She was super nice. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Uh, so we would start going to all of those shows and then we started going further afield, going up to the showcase all the time as well. And that's kind of when we, as San Diego, encountered the difference between the Scenes. Orange County scene and our scene. It was more in our face at that point and that's kind of like what really helps define you as a San Diego hardcore kid of that era yeah. is that we were... They were Jenkos and basketball jerseys and shit and dreadlocks and shit. And I know. But I, had, I did have a lot of jeans and pompadours. I'm just saying. Yeah. We yeah. all wanted to be Rocket from the Crypt. <laughs> really? I personally. Like aesthetically speaking. I personally wanted to be. You wanted uh, to be Willie Esco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted Willy to be Esco. Nas. So, <laughs> I was a bit like in between <laughs> fashion wise. But. Um, there was a, a, a famous uh, Earth Crisis show at the showcase that Don should probably... Since since every... Showcase? I mean, at the Soul Kitchen. That every uh, 
San Diego. Are you going to tell a Mike Cheese story? No, 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 Mike wasn't there. Mike wasn't there, but it's no, kind of was... what made Mike want to. It, it, it was very much a catalyst. But I wasn't at this show because I was in the Navy and I was doing laps around the uh, like San Onofre Islands out yeah. there. Like <laughs> he was having a much better time doing laps. Whereas uh, it was was it Earth Crisis and Bloodlet? I don't remember. Maybe, probably. I well, just... I was so bummed that I, you know, we were literally out for two weeks. In, in these two weeks, like we would go out occasionally for two weeks here, two weeks there, two weeks here, and so <laughs> for the two weeks for this one, I missed that Earth Crisis show, and I missed an maybe Integrity as well, maybe. But and then when the scaffolding fell on Ben, <laughs> we'll get to that. Though. And then, a, and then a couple. T- other trips, another two weeks, I missed Unbroken second to last show at the Showcase and last show at the J, which is heartbreaking. You know, I tried everything I could to get out uh, to be able to go to those shows, but Uncle Sam needed me. <laughs> yeah. But this... Well, for you and us safe. More than the core, apparently. You know what? So let's You're tell welcome for my service. Jump right in. Um, so they played The Soul Kitchen. Which is where... It was in El Cajon, lovely El Cajon, out on, in East County. On Broadway in El Cajon. It was yeah. a storefront that would become, like, uh, switched into a, a rap venue. Like, initially, bands would play on a one-foot-high step, mm-hmm. carpeted step, in, in the corner of the... In the front, like the front window, yeah, basically. In the front window, yeah. So, like, facing into the store. Yeah, and, then, and then eventually... Uh, they built, they, like, a three-foot-high stage... And this guy, Matt, who sang for a ska band called Turkey, Turkey Mallet, Mallet, was the main booker. And Shout out to Matt Hoyt. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Matt Hoyt. Awesome. Yeah. He owns uh, the Starlight yeah. now. Matt the, rules. Yeah. But he was very cool about doing hardcore shows, doing punk shows, doing, you know, Riot Girl shows, all of them. Like, he, it, it would, you know... And there was couches in there. Yeah, and we would couches. throw couches into, couch cushions into the pit and stuff. It was great. But um, this is after the stage had just been built. Yeah, it was at, on the bigger the stage. Kitchen, so. so Earth Crisis is playing. Um, Orange County guys are down, and their Salt Lake City friends were down too. Um, they're all part of that monster crew. And just whatever. It was fine for the most part, but there was other people there that... There was also some internet AOL chat room beef that was kind of bubbling this under the surface. A little bit. Because we, we also would go to the showcase and we'd be like, hate the way that these people behave at shows. Not all of them, but some of them. Enough. And yeah. under the under the of name them. of Monster Crew. Yeah, a few of them. You know. But so, you know, Earth Crisis is playing or whatever, and friend Eddie, who uh, sang for Guyver 1... Was up front singing along or whatever. And he's vegan. And he was, you know, vegan so straight sad. edge at the time, so he was fucking feeling it. And, um, you know, anybody that was like stage diving or, you know, crowd walking or whatever, he was just pulling them down. Like, cause he was fucking landing on his head. When he, you know, he, I guess he threw one of the main guys down too hard and he didn't like it. And, um, and I saw this cause I was on the side. I watched him point him out. Also, they, side note, real quick. None of this stage diving and stuff was really happening very much. It was coming that post-95, like, down 
93, yeah, downcast. Downcast, telling everyone to sit down. Uh, moshing, you know, like at Fugazi shows and stuff, was you were like shamed and and out. And so stage diving was very much at this time like hooligan behavior, where people were not feeling it. It was like, don't fucking jump on my head. Like, so people, we would actively like throw people down that were trying to crowd surf because it was such mainstream culture, you know, like such pearl jam shit that was happening. Stage you know? diving for the sport of it, yeah. basically. Which uh, now. You want to see that at shows, you yeah. know. But the worm has turned. Anyway, so they point him out, and they all like gather their troops or whatever, and they go into the crowd and just start beating the shit out of him. They hockey jersey him. Right? Yeah, like they fucking, you know, covered his head. They couldn't see, and they just all just fucking punching him. So the show fucking stops. Um, Built to last guys are there. Um, they're like the North County hardcore kids, the Brotherhood crew guys were there, and there was other guys there too, um, you know, trying to break it up. Um, I was with Dave, and we were pulling people off, and I remember yanking Javier off by his dreadlocks because <laughs> they all had fucking dreadlocks. They all looked the same at that point, basketball jerseys and you look, know whatever. They all look like Carl. Yeah, pretty much. Carl there was Christ. definitely Carl emulation going on, and then so. <sighs> Words were said, Eddie popped up and was fucking bleeding. And, you know, only a few of us were friends with him. And nothing escalated that night. Um, If it had been a different person that they beat up, it would have been a different story. Um, But Robert got on the mic (laughs) and was like, what the fuck? You know, and Robert's got this um, piercing voice. And it's loud as fuck. Rob Moran. Rob from Unbroken. Has a piercing voice. Good to clear it up. Yes. And, nice. uh, you think a piercing voice? I think, I think it's, Rob, Rob it can be piercing of, when he's like. I think Rob has one of the more soothing voices I've ever heard. Not, yeah, but when he's, not when he's yelling, man. When oh, he's yelling, it, it is fucking pretty high pitched. It's fucking like, piercing, and it's like I've never heard Rob. Yeah, Rob it's yell. yeah, it's. Yeah, very smooth be, voice. be next to him. <laughs> a negative approach plays. You'll hear him fucking yelling. Um, so he gets on the mic and he's like, "What the fuck?" You know, blah blah blah. And they start dropping F-bombs and, you know, fucking this and that and, you know. They told him to go home. Yeah, they told him to go home. And he's like, go home? I live here. (laughs) You go home. (laughs) And so anyway, it it dissolves. Cops come, whatever. Um, Yeah, but anyway, that was that. Nothing ever really came of that. We, uh, We did go to the showcase when Sick of It All played. Probably like 40 of us. Um, in anticipation of going to fight them. Because, you know, it had gotten to the point where, you know... Show this is how out. hazy my memory is. I'm like, hey, remember that show? <laughs> that Sick of It All show? And he's yeah. like, yeah, that's the one. We all rolled up and there's probably 40 of us. Was and that the Goodrin, the ZFI? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was our... He said, they took our IDs at the door. <laughs> Which we, never fucking happened. We rolled happened. in like yeah. a 40 deep mob. Yeah. So, but they weren't there, so... And then it just kind of dissolved because they all sold out or whatever. I saw them after Relatively that quickly. Because, uh, the show was sick, though. It was, it was a sick of it. Right show. That was a fucking amazing show. That was an amazing show. They were yeah. like the peak of their powers, dude. It was fucking awesome. I think that was the first time I went to Showcase when it was still the three levels because we were down Strife played too, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, someone like jumped. You know, it's like it you was know, those guys diving fucking, from behind. Yeah. yeah, that fucking balcony yeah. thing. It was uh, good riddance. AFI, Strife, Sick of It All. Yeah, I think That's AFI nice. before Sick of It All. Because I was like surprised. No, I was no. surprised that Strife was early. It's like Strife is Yeah, you might, you might be it right. It was weird. You might be right. Because it was before. Yeah, it was, it was, I'm right. Because like 
It was before AFI got really popular, too. Yeah, well, it was January 97. It yeah. was also <laughs> Don and I doing the stupid thing that we always used to do back then when we... <laughs> now, if you think about it, we could just go down to the front. But we always used to go down to the front and keep our space. Like, oh, we're going to be up front for sick of it all. So we, you know, we're down front the entire time. Stripes playing and, you know, San Diego has the nose in the air a little bit to Strife. There was some unbroken Strife schism-ish stuff then. So Don and I are there, like, <laughs> turning our backs to Strife. Meanwhile, can you can we jump into that though? Can you tell me that Don will know it better than I. Don, tell me the beef because in in Rob's coffee shop he has the the strife grace of an inch. Right. I mean, it, fences have been mended, obviously, but at the time, strife didn't think unbroken looked like a straight edge band. So, like, how like when is this? This is like pre One Truth. This is like when are doing the seven inch ninety five, ninety six, something like that. No, ninety four. So yeah. One Truth is out. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Ninety five. And Unbroken is on their way out. There's still a band when they're saying this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they didn't look like a straight edge band. And who are they okay. saying this to? I don't remember who it was said. But to. it's just like said it for the grapevine. Yeah, but it got back to the guys in Unbroken. And then, and then, well, I was just like, "Well, fuck that," <laughs> you know. You know, unbroken at, at this point are wearing kind of like, you know, looking like Morrissey's backing band. You know, sure. oh, wearing kind of western else. shirts with pompadours, and you know, uh, Rob's still wearing goth shit and stuff. But, right, right. But like, unbroken so, look really cool, but they look so different from anyone else until the rest of the scene started kind of emulating that but it, but you know strife were big fat marker x's uh you know jenkos cut or off, whatever cut jerseys off jeans and shit. Just and, you know the uniform of the time victory records yeah <laughs> right basically you know. so that was that but that you know whatever that blew over but um i forgot what we were talking you had your backs doing during the signal show oh yeah kind of you know like we just weren't participating but we were holding our spots and, uh, you know, same through AFI. I was like, just I watching really stage them. divers, man. I yeah. wasn't protesting. <laughs> Dude, they were really good right then. I got knocked out at that show during <laughs> Strife. I think it was either during Strife or during AFI. It, um, you know, Zarian's younger brother mm-hmm. uh, did one of those flying squirrel stage dives where he grabs his ankles and his knee just went right into <laughs> my temple. Maher was a fucking um, killer dive. Yeah, and I was just... Like woozy, but then actually, I think it was during Sick of It All because it was during Busted. Um, Remember when Craig Ahead would sing that one song? It fucking went nuts, and I, I yeah, I got, I got my clock cleaned severely. I think I was watching the stairs by then. Yeah, we were, we were, well, we made a, I, I, have a, I, have a I have a monster crew with Ryan at the showcase story, and actually, they were the deliverers of justice. So how's this? We See Hate Breed is the first tour after Satisfaction came out. We go to the showcase because that's the closest they're playing to us. Yeah. Um, and like. They could only play Showcase and Bigger at that point, pretty much, right? They, it was pretty full. Like, they were killing it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, had to the Showcase is like one of those things yeah. that they would have to house a Hate Breed show at that point. Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know. I never saw them before. I wish. I was really sick when they played. They went out and they played the barn in Riverside. Yeah. The year before, I think. They played a garage in Chula Vista that year. I heard about with that. With trial. Too. Wish I would have been there. It was and, Studio. And Palpatine. Studio 10 And Palpatine. 
Yeah. But anyway, so we, we were watching from the balcony. We played Running Free that night. <laughs> that show was so fucking boring. Like, the showcase shows, people forget. There's just like eight or nine bands on them sometimes. Right. And like, so like a mini fest. They charge you like $3 to go in and out, which yeah. like at the time, it's like, well, that's how much I'm going to spend at Taco Bell after the show. So like you're not gonna spend your three dollars no. on in and out. Yeah. So you're just in for it because they always like tuck a sick band early. Like I think like a night might have even played that show and they were like third. So we're like, okay, we gotta like be here for that. And then it was like this stuff that I, I can't stand. Like maybe like today's the day played and I had a bunch of like those slower heavy bands yeah. that were just like fucking kill me, dude. You know, it was so boring. Anyway, because that's like the it's the antithesis of why the Hatebreed album is so great. Like Hatebreed, like they fucking go fast and then they get right to the heavy part and then the song's over, you know. And it's like no one could ever capture that again, even them, you know. So anyway, we're at the show and we're watching like in the balcony or whatever. And Ryan's like, "Fuck it, I gotta go stage dive." So Ryan goes, runs down, goes jumps, stage dives, ends up on some meathead that like punches him once. And then, like, there's, like, some gnarly dude from Salt Lake. Because I've never seen the guy before. Like, I, I know who you're talking about when you're talking about, like, the, the Monster Crew mainstays of the showcase. This guy was not one of them. He yeah. was, like, from Salt Lake. Some big bruiser dude. Gnarly dude. With, like, uh, he was just wearing, like, a, like a basketball jersey. But he had, like, <laughs> giant <laughs> rings. That's, that's weird. And they, like, and they, they pummeled the dude. And fucking supposedly like took him out back and like broke all his fingers and shit Jeez. for fucking for hit Ryan yeah. for stage diving, which is kind of fun. Like fun That's little tie-in. Crazy. The funny thing is, before we knew any of, of who these people are, when we knew the Monster Crew, we would always like kind of be like, oh god, watch out for them because you know that they, especially on their home turf, would always like look for problems. We would name them by their basketball jersey name. Oh, so because they all there was wore John Stark, fucking New York was, Nick jerseys one time. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking stupid. But I, I don't know. I always thought but it was kind of funny that because it's like they, a they, they, they recognized in that, like you know, with your stories, whatever the fuck you ever. Yeah. But in in this scenario, they were able to recognize like, oh, that's the hardcore kid. That's the meathead. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the it. marine. Yeah. From, yeah. Exactly. So that was no, for sure. Well, it's funny, like to talk about like being up front and trying to stay up front and hold your place. Oh, I know, dude. I went to World Tour in 96 and do you know how long I waited in front so I could see Lagwagon from a good fucking <laughs> <laughs> from a good vantage point? Is there such a thing? Yeah, dude. I had to sit through like fucking who Probably some... bands that are sicker than Lagwagon. <laughs> no, a bunch, yeah. of, a bunch of no. That yes, was like many. When ska metal or ska punk was like the king, and I always hated that shit. So like Goldfinger. Yeah, I think Goldfinger. Right. Yeah, less than J. Like that. That's when it like blew up. That fucking ska well, shit. That's the worst. The, Although one of the sickest pits I ever saw Mephiscopolis. was this <laughs> ska of the hut. And uh, is that it, real? I saw him on a flyer once. So there was a show at UCSB in the football stadium, and it was free and no effects played. And right before no effects played, Skankin' Pickle played. Oh, shit. And there's like, I don't know, it's a free show. There's probably like, I don't know, on the ground there, like there's at least a few thousand people. Yeah. And there was a figure eight pit during Skankin' Pickle. I was like, that's sick. <laughs> that's sick. Dude, gotta give it up to Skankin' Pickle. Well, two nights before I went to boot camp, um, it was my like last hurrah. 
uh, sick of it all, we're playing Soma and um, Orange 9mm as well. So and who else? Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> we were really interested in like, oh shit, this is Burn, you know, Chaka yeah. from Burn's band. Let, let's check it out. Like it's going to be, you know, I think we'd heard the record. I, I was giving it a benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so we go there. Well, there's always that hope that they're going to play a song. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, oh, you don't know. Like, song or something. Gonna do a burn song. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you don't know any better. No, you you think, know. like, might, they might do the whole seven inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, please. Which, which did not happen. Um, but so we get to Soma early. We go and we get right on the rail. We're right up front. And we're, <laughs> you know, we're like, what? Did we have knowledge of who they were? Yeah, because I worked with Tim Erdman. Okay. I didn't really have knowledge what it entailed. I played that fucking CD all the time, so I knew what it was. But it was brand new. Right. It was brand just come out. Um, I think you might even had a promo card. So the band that was direct support to Sick of It All was Korn. Wow. And so we're right up on the rail, and this place is packed, but we know the the San Diego Hawker kids and we're like okay we'll see smatterings of them you know there's quite a but a lot of people we had never seen before <laughs> yeah this is 95 yeah March yeah. so they're March famous. 95 March 95 their, their first LP just came okay. like came out like three or four days before or something okay. is what it seemed something like. it was pretty I don't know some fact checker will text you and say actually the corn record came out January <laughs> that but, calling Manny yeah uh, <laughs> but um we're right up front and uh, Orange... Well, actually, there's an interesting story. I feel like we're not violent people and we don't, like, love violence. Like, I hate that all these stories are like, oh, and then this fight happened at this show, but... That was a different Orange 9 show. You're talking about oh, Mike Cheese? It was a yeah. different Orange 9 show. Okay. Well, See? Thankfully, we have Don here. Yeah. Because so that, that, that was... Yeah, that was... What was that one, then? Orange Nine only played Soma main stage that one time. Must have been no, two times, played at least twice. Um, that show was maybe it was the when Bad Brains was supposed to play in Deftones. No, that's a different. Show. I don't. I don't remember. But they played more than once because it wasn't. <laughs> now I'm it coming wasn't back that show. to Revenge. Yeah, it wasn't that show. Anyway, at that show in reference, <laughs> Shaka does a uh, a stage dive onto Mike Cheese, the singer of Gehenna. Onto his girlfriend. Or onto his girlfriend, Autumn, yeah. Only her, and basically. Yeah, and kind of clears her out, right? her. So Mike Cheese just starts punching the shit out of Chaka. Yeah, he went after him. It was gnarly. No, it was definitely that show, because the sick of it all were looking with Chaka for Mike Cheese afterwards. Here we go, finally, finally an argument. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I got the flyer, I don't know if I can look it up. Yeah, we can look it up. It's kind of like a super fight. Yeah, exactly. Mike like, yeah, he starts going after him. Let's talk about this. Yeah, he starts yeah. going after him. He's yeah, hitting him. He's pulling yeah, him. He's trying to get back him. on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Cheese has grabbed him. Like, so Charles follows him. He and can't really tell what's going on. No, he's him. just well, getting he's touched. touched. <laughs> he's just trying to get off stage. Yeah. He's like, but then he's in a very... In between the stage and the and the barrier. Oh, he's in like the security zone. Yeah, but like climbing over while getting fucking smacked. Well, hit quite a lot and uh, he gets on stage he's like yo what the fuck well but all those the road crew which is like the alleyway crew guys had already jumped into the crowd trying to get to Mike that was gnarly which was when you think back you think they're the gnarliest looking dudes but it's Toby and Tim from Ensign yeah, and stuff but 
at the time they looked like them. Think of neck tattoos. You know, who has neck tattoos back then? <laughs> you know, uh, actually, all of those people coming from Utah <laughs> in the Monster Crew also have full neck tattoos. Um, but, so, sick of it all are going to play. And Don and I are keeping our place up front while Mike Cheese rushes past us to punch a hardcore legend in the head. <laughs> <laughs> But we're still holding on to the rail because we've got to be up front for sick of it all. You know, you know, we know all the words. We want to fucking go crazy. Sick of it all is the best live. They are the best live hardcore band. Yeah, just saw them play. What's that little bar that all the shows are at in North Park now? Oh, Soda Bar? Yeah, I saw Sigmar play Soda Bar like last year. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so tuned in now that it's almost not amazing because. Okay, here's the part in the thing where we separate the crowd in half, and here's the thing. And been well, you don't, you, don't, you don't get away with that, though, in a little bar like that. And, like, the stage is, like, this high. Right. You know, it's like a six-inch, maybe a foot stage. He, it was, I don't know, I thought it was very authentic. As a frontman, he is it was, unbelievable, and they don't, the reason they don't get their due is because they kept going. Right. Yeah, but as a, as a frontman... He's just infectious. Oh, yeah. You have, well, to, you have to love him. The thing is, he, he, he doesn't know my name, but yeah. he, he knows that I've been going to their shows forever, and he will always say what's up to us every single time. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're my favorite hardcore band. And well, I mean, they're, they're one of few... Let's, you know, can we name... How many hardcore bands have put out three great LPs? Twelve records. You know, and I'm, you go... Close I'd on, say four. Close on Build the Last? Yeah, I'd say four. You know? So, four... Well, three LPs and, say, the, and say, the EPs. Let's say four four B-plus LPs or more. Yeah. You're who? Madball? Let's see a little. Yeah. You know? AF. Uh, you won't give AF four? Yeah, I... You give AF the first four. Again, yeah. just the first... I give them the last, the last four. The last four is so great because you know there's so much variety. I don't, I don't, I don't like crossover. <laughs> I would say of those four, of the first four AF, Cause for Alarm is my least favorite. Yeah, I don't like that. Either. But uh, I mean, one voice. Oh, it's the, be- and it, it's the best insane. cover though. It's the it's best great. album cover. <laughs> the best album cover. It's a great album yeah. cover, but yeah, I don't. It's not my thing. But anyway, we're, anyway, we're, we're off the rails. We're staying up front because. We, what rail is there? I don't know. Yeah. You were supposed to come in and complain about everything, and you're not complaining that much. Yeah, that's true. He's only going to yell just, at me like he normally does when the mic's off, I guarantee <sighs> it. No, I'm just saying. As soon as I shut this off, he's going to complain at me. No, yeah. not even. All we're doing is... I can't believe you said we're I just setting it. We're just setting it straight. That's all. There's no need to fucking nitpick him. We're just, it, we're just rewriting what he said. So we're up front. Correctly. And Corn are about to come on after the Orange 9 controversy. And we, Don and I are stood next to each other like, that was fucking crazy. What is happening? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, you know, talking to Otto and we're like, are you okay? What's going on? Like, and I am a lot more reserved, like, because I'm newer and I'm kind of just, you know, being... Along like, for the ride. Yeah, kind, kind of. Well, I mean, not I was in a negative. It. I was right, not it, a negative connotation. Yes, I was nervous at things like this, where I'm like, "What? I thought that guy was like our dude from Burn. Why is he being punched by our dude from Gehenna?" <laughs> you know. But so we're up front, and Corn 
are about to play, and we notice like every, it started getting it's just restless us. as fuck. It started getting really <laughs> restless, and everyone looked like they were from Lakeside. <laughs> that is, yeah, it looked like it looked like hot topic. Fucking just emptied into the room. Yeah, well, but, they're, they're but, a Bakersfield band, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. It was really. I mean, now I know it's an Inland Empire look. Right. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know what an Inland Empire look was, but I can... I mean, basically, for those out there that don't know what Inland Empire is, take um, piercings, mix it with meth, and a little bit of hair dye and bad tattoos. <laughs> and bad <laughs> and haircuts. And, bad haircuts. And that's what the crowd was around us. What's this fucking it's weird facial hair? To simplify, it's just like a juggalo light. Kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 definitely. Right. Pre, pre-Juggler. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we're up front going to hold our spot, and I think Len announces them. Len from Soma. Yeah, probably. And Jonathan Davis comes out by himself in a kilt, playing the bagpipes. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? And people are kind of like shoving us in the back, and we've got nowhere to go. <laughs> like, we're up against the barrier, and they're like pushing us. And it got so tight where we couldn't even raise our arms anymore. We're just getting squished against this barrier, like <laughs> unbelievable. During the bagpipe solo, yeah, right, dude. Right. People, and then he goes to the mic, "Are you ready?" And the rest of the band had come out at this point. And the minute that fucking upright bass got <laughs> yeah. touched, playing it, upright. it was an explosion of hashers, like just. <laughs> People flying on top of us. People being like, you know, like when Fucking when you'd be at a show and people would be like, hey man, can I get up? And yeah. they would give you that sign, yeah. like the fireman's lift yeah. thing. So they must have just thrown like 40 people on top of us. We're like, what the fuck? And we're like, this band is terrible. And powder keg of juggalos. People it was going crazy. Gnarly, and our dude. heads are literally being gnarly, kicked man. in. It was gnarly. And I look over, this girl... <laughs> is in like fishnet tights, Doc Martens, uh, like kind of. It wasn't of, fishnet tights, it was just wearing jeans. But uh, I didn't like know it was a girl at the time. So, like denim. No, but, but there was some skin. Now we go a tangent on Daniel's fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he was hoping it was. All corn fans uh, in fishnets, DM me. <laughs> um, so, this girl. Literally is with steel toe docks on. It's like kicking Don in the head repeatedly while she's trying to like fucking crowd doggy paddle across the across the, the crowd, and she's and he can't get his arms up to be like get off me, you know. I had one arm free, so I was just doing this and covering my head the whole time, like because I was just getting. I, I'm not joking. This was insane, like. And it was Half worse than any was on top of us. It was yeah. worse than any hardcore show because they just didn't give a fuck. Well, and what they like to do is get up on the crowd and stay on the crowd. Right. It's not like I'm doing a and stage dive. It's like flail. I'm yeah, rolling doing, around. doing like Lollapalooza. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. Fucking brutal. So this girl is just kicking Don repeatedly in the front of the head, the side of the head, like while she's doing the doggy paddle, and he can't get his arms up. And I turn over and I see him. And he's just got her shin in his mouth. And he's going, ah, 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 like chewing on her leg. And she's like, ah, screaming. And, it, and anytime my, I hear of corn, I think of Don chewing on a turkey leg. In, in my defense, well, I was vegetarian at the time. But in my defense, I had gotten kicked probably six fucking times. 
And I didn't know if it was a guy or a girl. I just turned and just bit the shit out of that person's leg. And it just happened to be a girl. So, And then Sickerville come on after Corn and the place... Lightens out, out to the point it where it emptied out. It was insane, but not like empty. No, still it was sick crazy. of it all. Drew right, but it was a thousand crazy. people back then. That was crazy. Say. But <laughs> we could actually move our arms, and sick of it all. Fucking destroyed the place. Yeah, they fucking killed it. There's like uh, recently a bunch of Chad posted a bunch of photos where Don and I are up front, like singing along, and Ben. Back then, Ben, <laughs> you know, I knew Ben a bit. And his brother, Danny, I could never remember his name, but he had a mustache, so we just called him Stash. <laughs> well, I knew his name, so yeah. you just called him Stash. Yeah, he was X-Stash X. And then Misty, his girlfriend, you guys just called her Girl. Wow. Wow. <laughs> dark, dark, prehistoric I, days I, of I, I, I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> no, let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap it up. Well, I don't know. I mean, whatever you want to talk about. Well, tell another story. Though. About what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Like, you entertain me. What the fuck? Um, but, I mean, talk about are you not entertained? Talk about Big Mosh. I don't want to talk about Big Mosh, dude. That dude sucks. Like, no. Yeah. Yes, and Yes, and No, he fucking sucked. Yes, and He's he, he turned out to be a real piece of shit, dude. Like, yeah, his exit story was not the, no, man, not the most flattering. Way fucking into himself. Like, I'm bummed that I fucking dubbed him that. Because it gave took a life of its own. Yeah, it was a great nickname. It was, yeah. And at the time, I was he was a, a good kid. It seemed. Yeah, he helped me with uh, sissy thing you control. Yeah. Oh yeah, fucking that. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. His dyslexic ass. <laughs> this fool and his fucking d sissy d scissor and shit. Yeah. And he's like, hey, d sissy, and we were like, fuck. So I can put Don into context a little bit. He's very similar to. Um, the first episode that I did, the Joe Remus episode, where it's like a guy that's a little older. How old are you, Don? I'm 46. Okay, so I'm 39. So if I start coming down when I'm 17, you're early 20s. You're 24. I was like 23. Yeah. yeah, and so it was always nice to have someone to like hang out with, yeah. you know, and, and take us around. Like we'd probably drive down and park, and you'd grab us in your car and yep. take us to Pokies or take us to. Yes, that's pretty much you wanted. Wanted. Yeah, yeah. like well, usually just pokies or music trader and uh, El- off the record. Off the record at the time. Yeah, off the record. Was still good. Yeah, when it was in Hillcrest. Yep. Was yeah. still good. Just a, for was context like to any hardcore kids listening to this all over the world, hopefully. You know, I hope Zach's getting that kind of worldwide. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for anyone listening to this, you know that person in your scene that when the band comes through, they take care of them and show them around? Don and a few of us, but especially Don, would be that person, you know? Yeah, and, and just whoever, right? Like, you weren't just helping out Signal, you were helping out Voice of Defiance. Right. So, more so. More so. No, it was always, yeah, I mean, it wasn't ever, like, the bigger bands, because they were in tour buses and shit. It sure. was you guys and Trial and... You know, left with nothing, right? And, like, and yeah, I trip which out became though, champion, you know? right? Right. I trip out that you know we've been going to pokies for that long, you yeah. know, twenty two yeah. years now. Uh, when did they open? I don't remember. Um, we're we talking about this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. we have to look at the like flyer 90, and do the math. It's, it's like ninety. It's like ninety five or something. No, it's, it's like ninety three or ninety four or something like that. Yeah, we're talking about pokies in San Diego. Let's let's go through a few of. Uh, 
the spots like that. If if we're gonna talk about San Diego proper, where do people need to go to, Don? I mean, Pokies was always the spot. Always. Like any out of town bands, especially if they were vegan, because there wasn't a lot. They used to do then. a punk and hardcore fest inside the restaurant every year. Yeah, he did like an anniversary show. Um, when you go in, you can see the flyers and shit still up on the wall. Yeah, because at that time, was the only Sips the one up in Escondido? No, uh, there, Claremont. The Claremont one Claremont, was already there. Yeah, but that, that, that was, was a little bit later, but it was Mandarin. It was Mandarin Dynasty. And yeah, Mandarin Dynasty. And a few other random. Don like, Carlos. Don Carlos. In La Jolla, in La which, La Jolla. So, which was a good Che pre-Che spot. That's yeah. right. Or That's post, because right. they stayed open super late on the yeah. weekends. Um, Fake Burger was uh, around still. R.I.P. Where's that? There was two. There was one on college. Then um, they opened up one in Hillcrest. and Hillcrest, they stayed open later, so it was a definite hang. Well, they, they tried to, but they're Seventh-day Adventists, so they would close. Oh, on this one, the white couple owned. Friday, it. yeah, but that didn't last because yeah. they couldn't find parking, so they never opened on fucking Friday nights. And, and then they wouldn't open Saturday night uh-huh. because they couldn't. Parking Don also tried to get them shut down when he uh, heard oh, that, that there was, was Rob, blood in that ketchup. Was fucking Rob. Oh and that there was God. plaster in the fake burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Moran specials. Rob Moran specials telling everybody that there was plaster. That was the fucking ingredient. Because he said he saw a bag of plaster by their register. But Don said there was blood in no, ketchup Don and didn't. Dr. Pepper. You fucking, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> do, you, do you eat your salad at Pokies yet? No, dude. I don't eat cabbage. Like, no. No. Is uh, I think it's a uh, cabbage pickled to the left. cabbage. Yeah, cabbage yeah. to the left. Uh, clean your palate. Yeah, you like Maybe. it? Uh, I'm right down the middle, but I'm also the guy like that's a newer. I mean, when I say newer, that's like ten years they've been doing that. <laughs> no, they've had that pickled. No, they've had it forever. That's been that yeah. was one of their things back in the day. I, and I always push that shit to the side. I eat it and I still don't know if I like it or not. Yeah. But you know, yeah. in 2001 on the control tour. We would treat ourselves and go to IHOP like maybe every five or six days to have a real meal. Mm-hmm. And I got potato pancakes every time because I couldn't decide if I liked them or not. And I still don't know if I like them or not. Can, can, we, can we talk about... <laughs> well, it's very bizarre food, right? It's like yeah. a potato pancake. And With applesauce. You put applesauce on yeah. it. And it was like, I can't decide if I like this or not. Let's yeah. let's talk about me having you bring me spud nuts every time you'd come down because there were none down here. Yeah, what's up with that? How, why, I don't how know. It never made it down here. Vegan but how yeah, Sorry, I know, but fucking what, vegan. It was, shit was fucking... How I don't is know. it vegan? It's like because of a different type of flour? Or? Whatever there was, the ingredients were vegan. It was just basic shit. It's still there. And it's like right on the end no of lot, I think. the beach. And well, that and the same family. No, no dairy in the dough or anything. Yeah. Like no cream or anything. I just, forget about that. I should do that still then, right? Yeah, yeah you could. Well, they're still there. I don't have, I'm not opposed to buying you a dozen donuts, whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, when do you go up there? <laughs> I go up a few times a year. I'll yeah. go up for Christmas. But I mean, that was like a prerequisite. Yeah. Like, I think what, a, how did we become friends? Was it AOL hardcore chat room? For sure. Right? For sure. Fucking wrestling, wrestlebot and shit. That was the shit, dude. I don't know. You don't remember that? With the uh-huh. fucking, it was that program where um, you'd put in, it was like Scrambler. It was like wrestling scrambler. Oh, I remember, I remember that. But yes. we did it with wrestling names and shit for like hours, and people would be like, "Fuck," because we would dominate the fucking chat room with just fucking wrestling names. Like that, was that a shit was time. that was so much fun, dude. Um, but yeah, I met you and Thorns, and fucking, we're still fucking friends, which is crazy. I know. You're not friends now. Hmm? 
I said what? we're still friends. Oh, I thought like I met them on a fucking hardcore internet. No, I'm still friends with Lawrence. Yeah, I, of course. I, yeah. He came down. I don't know what tour he was on. He was on that tour with the the Latin guitar band. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he stopped by my shop in SF as well. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah, I picked him up and drove him down to do something. I picked. He, he was staying in some hotel. Oh, and, the last time. Yeah, he was staying in La Jolla, and I think I picked him up and drove him downtown. So. Always good to see him. He was yeah. out with the Decemberists too, wasn't he? At one point, pretty recently. It's pretty cool. Like the people who ended up making their living doing like that band shit. Like Thorns did. Our our roadie Albert did. Yeah, yeah. Albert. I mean, Albert's Albert been doing for twenty years now. Yeah, it's insane because he dropped out of high school to go on tour with Control and never stopped. God, that's crazy. I know he was like sixteen. <laughs> I see. Um, but what are some other? Essential spots. How about now? Um, Are there any record stores you like? Oh, I mean, M Theories and reanimated records in La Mesa rules. Buddy Nick owns that. Um, That's the best one. Right. Um, Red Brontosaurus is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. right, right. Collins up in Vista, but... It's that's a mission for yeah, us. Yeah, reanimated is in, in La Mesa. Um, Red Brontosaurus is right in North Park, and that's good too. Yeah, um, they have they have shows too. And M Theory, M Theory is good. And what's that? University Heights, Mission Hills, Mission Hills. Uh huh. Right next to Heartwork. Right next coffee. to Heartwork, which record, you stop in and get I your coffee. Like, I still like Record Outlet. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Hillcrest. Record Record City. Record City. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, record City is great for occasionally just having a really amazing record on the wall for like $25 and you're like fuck this should be a $50 record easy and you know that's where I'll come up on you know like a, a hole in my Britpop collection I'm like fucking hell you well know? they used to not know how to price hip hop at all and yeah. so it would be a place to go in school right. like, they still do like, yeah okay like yeah. you know like the first Deltron record and it's like 8 bucks and it's mint yeah, it's like okay. I mean, it's still a twenty dollars record, yeah. you know. And it's a great place to buy protection, you know, if you want to buy poly bags and stuff. Oh, yeah, gotcha. without having to buy like the whole pack of fifty, mm-hmm. you know. I want to buy twenty at a time, you know. I try to limit my internet record purchases. I got you. I'm trying to. Th- I feel like we're missing one. Oh, you know what? Folks are rare records. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the best place for. I, that guy must be the most active or whatever because he has so much new shit cycling yeah. through. It's like really the only one that like I'll go and score at. They've been there forever. I mean, he moved locations. Well, it's a, yes, but it's a newer guy. That dude, I think, oh, it's, dead. It's, oh, is it? Yeah, I think that guy okay. was getting old. And this he guy was like, old as fuck. It. This guy bought it and this guy like knows what the fuck he's doing. He also, I believe he opened up that Everything is $5 one in City Heights. Have you guys been there? Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, for your for your DJ needs, if you need to go and buy filler shit, that one is called Jupiter Records. Okay, and it's just everything in there is five bucks. He has CDs, tapes, LPs, organizes it as best. It's like his out, it's like it's, his outlet store. Yeah, but it's yeah. basically like uh, like what was that fucking uh, the thrift trader? So right. a, a little bit of that vibe. So Music Trader would do the same. Yeah. Music Trader would do the same thing. That it's, it's the same owner. Yeah, Jeff Clark, but he would. Have yeah, stuff at the swap. He got hit by a train. He fucking shit? yeah. He walked out in front of the fucking train, looking on his phone. But he's he's recovering. So is he gonna do him again? Like I don't. Know. Were they able he's to got salvage long, everything? As it far as I know, the, fell through the floor. That giant record collection at Thrift Trader. It like broke the top floor to the bottom floor. What? 
Yeah. Oh, the building? Yeah. You know, if that if a giant building there on University. Well, that where they built that. The giant, giant thrift trader there? You yeah. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, did you ever go in those back rooms? No. It's crazy because that place is set up like it's an old like office mm-hmm. with like little offices for like corporate bullshit. And if you go in there, it's like the graveyard of records. Like you just walk into a room like this. And, you know, there'd be a little track for you to walk in, and it would just be records stacked on the ceiling. So probably, like, I don't know, 5,000 records in each room, but all dog shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I spent, like, I spent probably 90 minutes, like, digging one room. Just, like, you can kind of tell if you're onto something, you know? Like, there's a possibility I might find something here. And it was just, like, this is literally where records go to die. (laughs) You know, Like, like, you might as well just burn them all. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was like nothing because, like, most of their shit was dog shit anyway. You know, like, you had to really pick it. Yeah. You know, but I don't that's know. Familiar. So that's record stores and food. Anything else? Um, no, that's really it that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on, Don? Uh, no, man. Thanks for having me. Is there anything you want to say about upcoming podcasters, Don? Um, is Rob booked? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't booked the time for Rob, but he's mm. open. Um, I already did Tim. Sick. That was great. Um, and then we're bringing on Bert Last and Aaron. Well, speaking of, make sure you ask Bert about his mustache. Okay. Okay, that's definitely a point you Which want is to drive. Um, like ninety six, ninety seven. Like while they were playing, like ninety six, yeah. ninety seven. He totally had a cop stash and refuses to. You know, but, but not like when it was ironic it. and it no, cool. he was like growing it. It, it like, was for like. Also, ask about the spellings of of his uh, tattoos. I'll <laughs> leave that one to you. Please. The sick of it all uh, injustice system tattoo that he had. <laughs> you know, one time I think Eagle played with Built to Last somewhere. I think it was the Empire Glow, and. Bert lived in like San Marcos. That was early on. Yeah. Somewhere was, like far. Yeah, but was I think it was in control because Ryan was with us. And if it wasn't, it could have been standing around and Ryan just came with us. But he was there. It had to be before. Before. Was, yeah. By the time you started in control, he had moved to North Park. Okay. I, I could have sworn Ryan was with us. Yeah, but he, he moved down to Civilization, like 99. <laughs> anyway, so we're following him. And of course, it's before cell phones and shit. He's like, yeah, you guys stay with us. No problem. Every fucking freeway, we're in the fast lane. And then right, like, when we got to switch freeways, <laughs> it was like, the third time it happened, we're like, dude, Bert Last is trying to ditch us for real. Like, we had to, like, stay on him, you know? And that, and that, night, that night, we stayed with him, and, like, him and his lady had, like, drama in the morning. Like, they had a big blow-up, and I think they broke up. Oh, you were the catalyst for their breakup. That's cool. Good job. Well, I don't know. Wait, no, already, already going, it could have already been going that No, way. it was probably because you guys were there. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. Can't be letting the punk band stay here right. anymore. And why do we live in fucking San Marcos? <laughs> Seriously. Dude, San Marcos, uh, Randy from Take Offense. That's where he's from. Mm. That's so claim to fame. That's a side San Marcos is. <laughs> San Marcos. And then Randy. former home of Bert to Last. Former yeah. home of Bill to Last. And got Randy, the bass player of Take Offense. Right, and Max Woodcombe employee. So hit him up, hit him up about that stash, and then uh, the origins of Aaron Cooley and Big Dumb Animal, and yeah. State and State Edge, State Aaron Edge. Cooley. That's a <laughs> and, good one too. Uh, we'll we'll find out if he really was trying to ditch us that night. Yeah, he definitely, because he probably was. Totally, yeah. we would have been fucked. 
That's like a long ways to drive home, dude, when you're tired. Yeah, you were on the 15. That would have been fucking... <laughs> we also wouldn't have known where we were. Like, how did we get hard <laughs> from, like, here? Like, what the fuck? Keep you driving more. literally have had to go to a gas station and ask. I know. Like, yeah. uh, how, do, how do you get to the do you, do you ever get to Oxnard from here, <laughs> <laughs> sir? <laughs> Are you boys a long way from home? <laughs> You're a long way from home. All right, guys. Well, I can't I'm believe Dom wasn't more objectionable, oh, but it was a nice... Uh, a nice appearance. We'll wait till he gets riled up later, and then he'll just Skype in for you. This was a more <laughs> uh, fireside chat with Don. Yes. Not, uh, yeah. Not Don the curmudgeon we were looking for. <laughs> sorry. Sorry there's a lack of beef. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 